Lonely Monk Productions. I don't know if y'all have heard the new album, The Art of Falling Apart by Serena Ryder, but yo, that's my joy! joy. What's good, friends and family, neighbors, near and far? Welcome to the second episode of the second season of the Yo, That's My John podcast. The podcast, website, brand, movement, way of life dedicated to the embrace and championing of your passions. I am your host, Nate Runkle, a.k.a. Johnny Cochran, a.k.a. John Travolta, a.k.a. Olivia Newton-John, a.k.a. You know what I want? A.k.a. Joned. James Jones, a.k.a. your one-shot audio dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine of the podcast world, a.k.a. Nate 3.0, here with another podcast by me, for you. As always, I hope this podcast finds you all in good health and in good spirits. A little later in the episode, I talked to Dan Reed from 88.5 WXPN. Hmm, something doesn't sound right when I say that. Let me try this again. A little later in the episode, I talked to Dan Reed from 88.5 WXPN HD1 Philadelphia, 88.7 WXPH HD1 Middletown, 91.9 WXPJ HD1 Hackettstown, 90.5 WKHS Wharton, and streaming at xpn.org. Member-supported radio from the University of Pennsylvania. (laughs) Sorry, I always wanted to do that. Yeah, as I said on the podcast last week, 88.5 means a whole heck of a lot to me, so I was really excited to be able to do this interview. But before that, we take a moment to remember the late DMX. How we doing, gang? Y'all feeling all right? I said, you feeling all right? I'm not feeling too good myself. (laughs) I don't know. It's not entirely true. I'm feeling better. It's like they say, darkest before the dawn and all that, you know? But I see it, that crest of light on the horizon. We're getting there, folks. And hey, I just got my first vaccine dose, so that's a positive. I had the uh, Pfizer shot with a side of rice pilaf and a nice pairing with a uh, 2011 Hugo Classic Pinot Gris. (laughs) I don't know, I joke. But when uh, Katie and I, we went to get our shots, we ended up at the wrong location because, of course, we did. But at that location, they had this sign up that was like, today's selection, Moderna, and we just can't stop joking about it. But yeah, we got the Pfizer shot and that alleviates some, not all, but some of the anxiety that's been living rent free in my head. It's crazy. I can't believe it's been a year of this madness. But the end is coming. The end is near. No, we can't lose sight of that. We made it this far, so let's not go and Zoolander this thing and take the stage before the winner's announced. Wear your masks, wash your hands, responsibly distance, all that. And if you can, when you can, get that shot, bro. I know you're not coming to the Yo, That's My John podcast to learn how to wash your fucking hands, but I love you all, and I just want to see you all on the other side. This past Friday, we lost a legend in the passing of Earl Simmons, better known to many as DMX. I'm not going to pretend that D was my guy or anything like that, but I always loved his flow, and his output was indisputable. It all started for me the first time I heard Rough Riders' anthem. That Swizz Beats-produced track is a banger, and anyone over it would hit, but not as hard as X. The passion and energy he put into his verses ignited his songs like shining the sun through a magnifying glass, burning the dance floor to the ground in its wake. 
Speaking of the dance floor, as a DJ, if you ever want to see what it's like when a 10-ton bomb goes off, well, then all you have to do is drop the needle on his jaw and party up and watch everybody lose their mind. Up in there, up in there. The dude gave his all, on the mic and on the stage. Those first two DMX albums, It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, hold a special place in my heart because they were on a constant rotation in my homie Keith's basement when I failed out of college for the first time and I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. We spent countless hours down there playing 1080 on the Nintendo 64 while tracks like Get At Me Dog and It's All Good came exploding out of the speakers of Keith's Iowa system, a system that seemingly every single person I knew in the 90s owned at that time. Earl Simmons was a troubled human being, but as DMX, he brought a lot of people joy and happiness through his music, and he will be sorely missed. The man made people smile, so with that said, here is the brilliant DMX playing a parody of himself in the Chris Rock film Top 5, Singing Smile. It's a hilarious clip you may have seen shared in his passing that holds just a little more meaning today. Rest in peace. Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. Smile through the pain and sorrow, what? Smile and maybe tomorrow, you see the sun come shining through for you. I'm expressing myself over here, nigga. Light up your face with gladness, hide every trace of sadness. And although a tear is ever so near, that's the time. You must keep on trying. Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find the life is still worthwhile. My guest today is the on-air host of 88.5 WXPN's afternoon programming, as well as the host of Funky Friday and the Americana Music Hour. He, along with Dan DeLuca of the Philadelphia Inquirer, is one half of the Dan and Dan Music Podcast. Is he the Dan, or is he the end Dan? Sadly, I forgot to ask. Friends, I am humbled to welcome to the show Mr. Dan Reed. Like, um, I'm a big fan um, and have been for a very long time. So you were definitely someone I wanted to reach out to and someone I wanted to get on here. So thank you. So thank you. Um, so if you want to get started, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined today by the very great Dan Reed. Dan, thank you for joining us here on the podcast. Happy to be here. How do I look? I, look, we're having some lighting issues here, but uh, you I'm look sure fantastic, sir. Yeah, um, so do you. Oh, thank you. So um, before we uh, get started, I always like to drop little random facts um, uh, that uh, is my connection to my guests and stuff like that. Um, so my uh, connection to you is um, I accidentally scared the crap out of you at a um, exponential music festival uh, one day because out of nowhere, you were just walking by and unprovoked. I just screamed, where's my podcast, Dan? Because I was a huge fan of the Dan and Dan music podcast and it disappeared. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, what happened? Well, yeah, you know, uh, DeLuca and I have been talking about uh, maybe you uh, trying to bring it back. Um, you know, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I don't, you know, we're, we're just lame, man. You yeah, know, we just, I hear you. We, we just dropped the ball. I, uh, we have heard from a lot of people who enjoyed it. So thank you. Um, 
you know, I thought it was good. I mean, I it was we had done it for a couple of years. You know, we had some really good guests on there, and uh, it was I think it was building pretty nice. But you know, life gets in the way, man. You know, I do things know. Get in the way. <laughs> I do know I did. I did. So I did the first season of this and I meant to take like uh, just Christmas off because I was like, ah, I don't want to have to rush yeah. to do all this. And here we are in March. Uh, yeah. Finally starting back up, you know, just time yeah, gets away from you. So right. uh, tell us all a little bit about uh, what a little Dan Reed was like. Where did you grow up? Uh, I'm from Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, which is uh, just north of uh, Cincinnati and, uh, you know, grew up like most people. I think you, yourself and everybody else listening to this uh, huge music fan, uh, you know, can't, can't remember a time I wasn't listening to the radio and, uh, you know, playing sports and growing up, man, you know, uh, doing, doing the do there. Uh, I, I always did want to be in radio though. So I'm happy I was able to make a career out of it. So oh, that's far. awesome. So uh, when you when you're a kid, what, what's playing around the house? Like, what were your parents listening to? Well, my my dad was a uh, uh, he was a uh, country western fan. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of music around the house, but my dad had his uh, Merle Haggard records and, uh, you know, the, the Holy Trinity, Merle, Johnny and George, George sure. Jones, Cash, Merle Haggard. You know, he 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 liked that classic uh, country stuff quite a bit. And uh, my mom was more of a Glenn Campbell uh type of uh listener so i heard a lot of country music but i had you know cousins and stuff and um you know got indoctrinated into the uh uh the beatles and stones when i was a kid even though they were a little before my time but the first band i i really really loved was the monkeys you know i mean they had the weekly tv show i had all the records they were my favorites, you know. I mean, I, was, I just did a uh, a full rant uh, a few epi- two episodes ago about how I think the monkeys should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. They were like phenomenal. I mean, like Nesmith alone um, wrote some really killer tracks, um, and it's just a shame that kind of the stigma of being a manufactured band has carried them, you know, further than the the actual product that they put out, you know. Yeah, um, they were a prefab. They were the prefab for indeed. But, you know, for for a lot of kids my age, growing up with them and seeing them on TV every week, I mean, they were my heroes. You know, I was always a a Mickey guy. He was Mickey was my favorite uh, monkey. And um, I'll go off into a story here (laughs) if you if you don't mind. Get in back. Back when I was in Louisville, uh, the concert promoter in Louisville this guy named bill uh was bringing mickey and the late davy jones to louisville to open up the new monkey house at the at the louisville zoo they they (laughs) they brought them into play uh with opening act uh what was the guy's name from um the brady bunch great played greg brady oh um barry williams barry williams (laughs) barry williams yeah barry williams was the opening act and um Oh, man, there's so many stories, but I'll, I'll tell you the monkey story. So my friend Bill, he knew I was a big mo- uh, monkeys fan, a big Mickey Dolan's fan. He said, uh, you know, Mickey's coming in. And he needs a ride from the airport. Would you pick him up? I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll pick him up. So I go to the Louisville airport. I didn't need a sign. I knew who he was, and, and he walked off the plane. I was like, hey, I'm Dan. I'm going to be your driver. Okay. And I just had my car, you know, which wasn't it wasn't a nice car. It was just a car. I forget what it was. <laughs> 
and he gets in the back seat of it, you know, like I'm his Uber driver. So this is like pre Uber, even, you know, he's like, thought I was like a professional driver. And I was just like, Hey man, I really dig uh daily nightly. That's my favorite. Like, yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. And, um, he wasn't real nice. You know, anyway, I dropped him off at the, uh, I dropped him off at the hotel and Bill said, um, Hey man, after the concert, which had its own stories, he said, both Mickey and Davey, they need to ride back to the airport. Would you ride them back? I said, sure. Yeah. I'll, yeah. So they come out of the hotel and it was a motel, by the way, they were, they wasn't a high class hotel oh, no. motel out by the airport. Yeah. It was only like a half of a mile or a mile drive. It wasn't a big deal. And I, I pull up and, uh, Mickey walks out. I was like, Hey Mickey, good to see you again. I, I got your ride. And he was like, okay. And then Davey walks out. He goes, where's the car? <laughs> and Mickey points at my car, and Davey like turns back to Mickey. He's like, and then some other guy walked out. I guess the road manager's like, "Hey, we're just going to get a cab over nah. to you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, yeah, sometimes when you meet your heroes, it's not great. Mickey, wasn't, that's wasn't, awesome. He, you know, he was pre he was preoccupied. I'm sure, but sure, uh, sure. Yeah. I'm really interested. Uh, Mickey's got uh, an album actually coming out. I think this week or next week of um, uh, all Nesmith songs. It's him doing all Nesmith tracks. So yeah, It'll probably not be good. I I can only imagine. I mean, I'm serious. It probably won't be good. I'll listen to it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine, you know, he's he's gotten worse and worse as time's going on. You know, he used to be a really good rock and roll singer. Yeah. I, I thought. But, um, ah, fuck yeah. you, man. You know, he should have been nicer <laughs> to me. That's why I said. That's exactly right. You diss the car, you get you get, you get off. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't really like fanboying him or anything too bad. Yeah. I don't think I was, you know, uh, but he just wasn't having any of me at all. So, <laughs> you know, that's all right. That's okay. That's awesome. I did meet, you know what? I met Mike Nesmith. Uh, he came in to do a, uh, a world cafe uh, years later. And uh, I think he, I think he played that night at world cafe live. I can't really remember. Nice. I was there, guy in the I very, was there very front cool. row. <laughs> yeah yeah total gentleman nice guy yeah yeah he's I was uh, like why is mickey i was like mike why is mickey such a dick man and uh he didn't answer me uh it's hilarious yeah the <laughs> um there's there's this rumor and it seems to be true that like uh he really did not get along with davy jones and that's what kept all of those reunions uh from happening and then once davy passed yeah. away then he was right back in the fold and torn again so yeah i don't know i i i, I mean i i think that um I can't believe we're talking about the monkeys. As much. I, 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 I will say, I will say this much about the monkeys. You know, they were put together for a TV show. They sort of, it was the weirdest thing. So they started off as a TV show and they became a band, you know, I mean, they, Mickey learned how to play drums and, you know, I believe Peter Tork, um, Peter was a, was a, like a folky guitar player, like a Greenwich yeah. village type guy. I think he learned how to play bass, you know, just to be on stage. So they did have a live stage show. Uh, at some point as the monkeys. So I do give him credit for, for doing that. And, you know, Davey could play a mean tambourine. You know, right. that. <laughs> Plus Axel stole his moves. So, you know, yes, uh, true. True <laughs> enough. Another reason to be in the hall of fame. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you said, you yeah, I, be- no, I, I think, I think they should be in the hall of fame. I do. Uh, they, they had enough of an influence yeah. on a generation of people. And it wasn't just my generation when they replayed, those old monkeys episodes on MTV, man, those things were huge. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how, how I got in. Yeah. Know? Another whole, another whole generation. You, your generation got turned on to, 
you know, the hijinks of the monkeys uh, and some really great songs, too, by the way. I mean, they had really songs written by some amazing songwriters, you know, Harry Nielsen and, of course, Burt Bacharach and, mm-hmm. and, and Neil Diamond and, and all those guys. Jeff Carol Perry, King. Yeah. Carol King. Those, I mean, that was those guys were major, you know. And that that was part of my premise was like, you know, um, what what did the monkeys not do i mean i know the answer to this it, it's kind of a hypothetical but what did the monkeys not do uh that uh that elvis did you know right they uh, didn't write a good majority but they i would say right. wrote more than elvis did you know yeah. they ended up performing their own songs right. uh, elvis you know a good amount of time was just using that guitar as a prop like i i would say that you know it, it seems fair that they should at least be get a nomination, you know, like not. No, even- I think you're right. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll piss everybody off by saying this. I mean, I, I still say Elvis was overrated, you know, perhaps if I was part of that generation, I'd feel differently, but you know, yeah. I'll take, I'll take little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh my God. Yeah. Those guys over, over Elvis and fats Domino, all those cats. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't mind Elvis, but God, he, you know, he got bad, bad, bad there in the, the 60s, you know, and it, 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 everybody blames it on Colonel Tom Parker. But, you know, Elvis could have done whatever he wanted to do. And he That's decided exactly right. to do all that stuff, you know, and uh, went for the easy money and a yeah, very lazy performer, I think, overall. I think he could have done a lot more. He was amazing presence and singer, incredibly handsome, charismatic individual. But I, I just always dug like little Richard and Jerry Lee a lot more than Elvis. But like I said, I I didn't grow up. I'm not that old. You know, I didn't grow up back then. I perhaps if I would have seen, you know, the hillbilly cat back in 56, I, I would be saying something different. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way. Jerry Lee is like, uh, was like my guy. Um, He's still living too. Unbelievable. Still like out of them all. Unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you said uh, you wanted to be in radio almost your whole life. Um, and, and, you know, um, I would guess music played a huge part of that. What, when do you think you go, can you kind of pinpoint when you formulated like, oh, this is, this is what I like and this is what I want to do. Like, was it any kind of particular album, concert experience, anything like that, that just clicked and you were like, no, this is where I want to be. Um, yeah, I don't know if there was anything in particular, but uh you know, I mean, I, I, I didn't, it's, it's a pretty unlikely story. I mean, I didn't really think I would be able to do all this, even though I still had this conceit in my head that I'd be able to make a living being a radio disc jockey. I, um, I, I just didn't see how I was going to get there. Fortunately for me, you know, there was a, my high school had a radio station. It was a vocational program. Okay. And uh, you, uh, we had our, our own radio station and you go on the air and, you know, I was on there for two years. So I got plenty of airtime in high school. So by the time I got to college, I was way ahead of most of those people. You know, I had two years already making all the stupid mistakes and uh, I was able to get on a uh, college radio station, you know, when I was a freshman. And so I had, you know, another three or four years there of steady air work. So by the time I got out, um, I had a lot more experience. Um, yeah. so my high school radio station, which it doesn't exist anymore. They, they sold the station a few years ago, which is sad, but, um, that was the, I mean, that was the time when I said, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to try to do this, you know, but there were many times after that, that, that I figured I'd never, 
have an opportunity to do it, but uh, stuck with it. So, yeah. Do you have yeah. any of those old tapes? No, no, I oh. don't. But there is a there. Uh, no, I wish I did. <laughs> I don't. No. I was going to say, I would hope to be driving home from work one day and just hear one like, hey, let's take a listen to uh, no. high school Dan. <laughs> not much has changed. It's about the same. Man. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> so then you go to college, you're working the college station. Um, wh- what was the first station outside of college that then you uh, started with? Well, I got, um, uh, I saw uh, an ad. I went to, uh, Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, and I saw an ad on the board in the communications uh, department about a uh, part-time job at this station called uh, WOXY in Oxford, Ohio, which is where Miami, uh, Miami of Ohio is Oxford, which is really close to where I'm from, same county, as a matter of fact. And I'd heard OXY before. I was just trying to get, you know, I, I hadn't had, I had never been paid to be on the radio before. I'd done plenty of yeah. college radio. And I sent a tape and got the job. So um, you know, we started working weekend overnights and moved pretty quickly to like, <clears throat> pardon me, um, every day overnight, you know, midnight to six and, um, about three or four months after I got there, um, I was part of this team that we changed the format to, uh, this alternative rock format, which at the time there was only a couple of, uh, radio stations uh commercial radio stations in the country that did uh, alternative rock and we became one of the first 97x um and so i was you know I, I was there i became i was the program director by the time i was like 22 years old wow um, yeah i just sort of walked into it you know i just happened to be there and um uh you know i mean I, that's sort of the story of my uh my radio life is uh I've, I've been very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time, but I've also, you know, I'll, you put yourself in that position by working hard too. And I like to think sure. that I have worked hard over the years and I, you know, I worked really hard and uh, got that job. So, you know, 97 X became a very influential alternative rock station. Um, it's, it still gets mentioned uh, when people talk about that era. So um, I was proud to be part of that. That's that, that was my first pro job was was uh, 97x i spent then after that i spent about five years in the uh concert business uh, oh really yeah i was in the i did some booking and i uh production kind of stuff uh did a lot of that and uh then got back into radio i guess around 91 so i got back in yeah okay well <laughs> so you helped uh, essentially birth the uh alternative radio uh idea and then you come in during the boom right so it's like uh yeah you know i i when when i got back into uh after i got out of the concert business i um uh i answered an ad for a station um that was sort of a folk station that was trying to change direction a little bit and that was sort of the dawn of the triple a uh format which is sort of what xpn is known to be sure i mean it, it just started so uh, they asked me if i had any ideas and i told them about this new format and you know started doing that and um you know again uh, right place right time you know that came along yeah um, so yeah so i was i was there for a while worked in north carolina for two years um it's the same sort of format and spent about seven years in louisville kentucky which is where i was when i got this job so i've been i've been here since 04 it'll be 16 years 
Wow. Wait a minute, 17 years. Is that right? Uh, four. Yeah, it'll be yes. 17 years this summer. Yeah, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Incredible. Um, so, you know, um, how did the opportunity to come here come about? Did they reach out to you or were you looking to kind of jump to a larger market or? Uh, I was always looking, you know, yeah. um, and I was still young enough that um, I was ready to make a move. Um, I, I started a, a, a conference in Louisville, Kentucky called the Non-Convention, which was a, it was a, a bunch of no, other non-commercial radio stations getting together and uh, we were going to do our 20th, uh, uh, 20th anniversary last year and the COVID thing knocked us out, but we're doing a virtual one this year and hopefully we'll pick it back up. But so I started doing that and I think that got the attention of, of people in, in Philly and, uh, they had an opening here and I applied for it and got the job. I was really, really happy to be, to, to be going to Philly and, um, to be working at XPN, very happy about that, you know, and it's been a good move for me and my entire family, you know, it's, we're, we're home, this is home. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's a tremendous I'm station. Like, I'm like the Dan and Dan podcast takes off in a big That's, way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can do a podcast from anywhere. Like I said, That's I'm true. in my basement, you know? Like. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so am I, by the way, in my basement, yeah. But um, but yeah, like XPN is such a special um, station and it has played a, a huge part um, personally for me um, as a listener and a concert goer and yeah. finding new artists. Um, what has it been like? Because, um, you know, now that you've been there uh, 17 years, like, uh, have you noticed like a considerable change in what it was to what it is now? Or uh, has it been... Well, sure. I mean, you know, yeah, music's changed, uh, personnel has changed, uh, the world has changed. So, yes, absolutely. You know, it's a lot different than it was. Uh, I think the consistent uh, fact is that, um, you know, uh, uh, you've got a group of people that uh, care deeply about uh, the the station uh, at XPN and a bunch of people that work really hard to make it the best it can be on all levels. You know, it's the biggest station I've ever worked at. I've never worked at a, a station that it's, it's a lot, you know, with many people working uh, together uh, as this is. This past year has been weird because of COVID, but we've got sure. a big staff. We've got a big budget. We've got a lot of members. We've got a lot of listeners, you know. Uh, it's a major market. It's a top 10 market. It's, uh, you know, it's the real deal. It's the real life. And, um, again, I think the thing that's that stayed the same is that uh, – uh, we, we try really hard to, to uh, make the best station we possibly can. Um, but yeah, music, you know, music, it's changed musically. I think you could probably tell that as a listener. Uh, yeah, sure. Because, because music's changed. Um, we still play some of the favorites, of course. Our audience tends to be a little older um, than most like rock centric radio stations, but yeah. that's okay. I mean, I, we've got an incredible, uh, group of listeners people that are musically inquisitive they want to hear new stuff but we're also able to play old stuff and and be creative you know everybody that's on the air has a say in what we sound like and what we play and um uh, man i i you know i mean for me to be on the air every day and like do the highs in the 70s at six o'clock it's really 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 fun for me and um there's a lot of creativity up and down the uh, the entire staff and it's a special place to work. You know, I'm really fortunate to be there. No doubt. 
I mean, yeah. you know, it's just like any, it's like anything else. I mean, you're, you, you have good days and bad days and, you know, you don't agree with everything, but man, I mean, overall, God, for me at my age to uh, be able to do what I do at this radio station right now, I'm incredibly fortunate and, 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 uh, um, you know, I mean, I hope, hope everybody that works with me knows how fortunate I am to work with them too. You know, I really am. It's a, it's a, it's a really good situation overall. It's really, it's, it is, it's really something special. Like, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you mentioned the listenership, like I, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I, we are, um, uh, exponential festival addicts. Um, essentially we treated it as our, um, unofficial official anniversary every year because uh our first kind of real excursion was to um the 2014 um well it was cool until you guys went and moved it to september now my whole anniversary is ruined (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully the good news is it's not going to be as hot you know that's definitely true we were we were looking at a move to september um because you know it's normally the last weekend of uh, july which is the hottest weekend in Philly. I yeah. think we were, we were thinking about moving it to September a couple of years ago. And this just make, gave us the perfect excuse, but yeah, it's going to be in September this year. Um, hopefully by then, you know, um, we'll be able to get, enjoy it. I mean, we're looking forward to it. We're working hard towards it. Um, you know, um, and, you know, for all everything we've seen right now and heard right now, uh, we should have a wonderful uh, experience out there on the Camden waterfront. So, it's it's an amazing yeah. show. It's an amazing weekend, like every year. Um, even- it is, and you know, even even in July, you know, I mean, I I would it, it flipped me out. I'm bad. I'm usually um, my job for the festival is usually anchoring the coverage on the radio. So I'm sitting in mm-hmm. the radio booth, you know, on the side of the stage, and I talk between the, you know, I sort of, uh, you know, it, uh, I'm, I'm the an- I anchor the coverage, you know, like what yeah. next and blah blah blah. Um, so I'm in the rear with the gear, you know, but I'm, I'm under a tent with fans hitting me, you know, but you see these people out on a hundred degree day, just with their blankets, you know, just getting there early to have a good place and staying the whole day. It's amazing, man. People, uh, you know, they want to be part of it. So yeah, it's a very special few days. Yeah, I think uh, a few years back during uh, Mavis Staples' set um, was the hottest I've ever been in my life. Um, oh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it was brutal. It was really brutal. Oh, brutal. There, there's been a couple of days, a couple of weekends. It's been like, wow. You know, uh, it's been really brutal, but uh, hopefully not this year. You know? Yeah. In September yeah. It should be nicer. Yeah. So, you know, you guys have broken um, a lot of artists. Are there uh, any artists that, uh, that have kind of um, exploded um, from the show or from uh, the station that you feel personally like I did this? Like this was this was something I, I'm proud. Well, that I, I mean, obviously I, their music yeah. did it, but, you know. Yeah, I mean. yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I mean. Yeah, you know, probably I, we probably had a hand in, in some artists. Uh, if, I, I'd have to think, you know, I mean, I'm sure one of them is, uh, you know, the band Dawes, uh, who sure. uh, a lot of people like, uh, you know, uh, there, I, there's, I think there's been a lot of artists that, that, that uh, have um, used uh, XP and Airplay to sort of further what they're doing. Um, you know, I saw you had uh, uh, Ben Arnold on one of your uh, – 
Yes. One of your yes. podcasts. Did, did he did he talk any shit about me by any chance? <laughs> he did not. Did he, he did mention not. me at all? But, did he but, uh, did he did Ben thank me at all? He did not. He, did he didn't not. thank me. Okay. I was um, gonna thank him, but you know. <laughs> he, not uh, now. I won't say he talked shit on anybody, but he did I will say um there might have been some <laughs> slight um at um at a band that um <laughs> Which band? <laughs> It was war on drugs and it, might, it was, it was a compliment. He was saying he was listening to them and he said he really enjoyed them. But then he was like, but then I'm realizing it's just a Warren Zevon song. And that's what I like. <laughs> and I was, oh. like, I was like, all right. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. I love war on drugs. They're uh, fantastic. You know, but I love Ben too. I, I, I love Ben and his band and, and I love, I love his uh, creative uh, spirit and, um, um, Hutzpah, you know, sure. uh, he, I mean, he there's no he works his ass off on his craft, you know. I don't know if people know that about Ben, but Ben works really hard uh, writing songs, and he takes it seriously, and um, always wants to bring his best uh, to uh, to people. So I salute him for that. But uh, he yeah. should have mentioned me in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not real happy about that. I'm going to have a conversation with him as soon as I get off here. <laughs> I happen to have his number, uh, so I, I may call him. There it is. Time. Give him the call. You guys can talk shit on me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know you well enough. <clears throat> okay, good, good, good. I'm sure. Hey, look, I'm sure once I get to know you, I'll have plenty of shit to talk That's about. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> So, um, you know, we've we you kind of touched upon a, a few times the pandemic. Um, do you, has it really affected the station? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, you you can't put on as many events and stuff like that. So, I'm sure it's got a revenue um, kind of effect. But have you noticed any kind of listeners, listenership challenges? I guess with no one driving, uh, you know. Yeah, that I mean, you know, that was the first thing we noticed, and and that was uh, not uh, unique to us. That was every radio station realized right. they had a huge drop off in their morning and afternoon drive uh, at times because people weren't going to work and it's, it's still hanging around. Uh, yeah. Listenership was off uh, for us and uh, you know, 99% of the other radio stations um, uh, out there. Uh, I will say this, you know, yeah, we, 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 we've gone through some challenges um, with all, with a lot of the business be businesses being closed. And I mean, a lot of our underwriting comes from uh, events, you know, uh, concert promoters and people promoting, you know, you know what I'm talking about? People yeah, promoting festivals and events, and that, none, they didn't happen. You know, they haven't happened, and uh, so we definitely lost, you know, uh, a lot of money. Which is why we, uh, you know, we got. I mean, the, the underwriters who have hung in there and and, and stayed with us, uh, they're so much appreciated. Um, uh, you know, biz our business uh, support uh, people who who have been out there trying to sell. I mean, it's been a tough gig uh, this past year. It's getting better. Hopefully it'll get better and better as things ease up here. You know, people get vaccinated and we get back to real life. Uh, hopefully yeah. things will pick up nicely. Uh, I will say that our membership, uh, people supporting us by becoming members or renewing their membership was incredible. Really? This past year. Yeah. You know, we almost didn't even have to tell them, you know, but we did. We went on the air. We said, uh, you know, we're, you know, we need the support. Um we hate to use the term now more than ever because we've used it before, you know, <laughs> but it really was true this past year. And we had incredible membership drives, just, just yeah. absolutely outstanding 
membership drives, people, you know, deciding to uh, become members at a higher level. We had a ton of new members uh, this past drive, a ton of them. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's really, really, really rewarding uh, to be on the other side of that and to see people support your station and the comments, man, that, that people gave us, you know, why they give and, how important XPN was during the pandemic to them. I mean, what can you say about that? I mean, I, I right back at them, I said, you know, thank you. I mean, I was able to go in and be on the radio every day. I mean, that kept me sane. Yeah. Um, it really did. I mean, I, I, it was the thanks went right back to people who listened because, you know, no bullshit with this either. This is, you know, I'm sure. not a melodramatic guy, but I mean, the support we got this past year was unbelievable just incredibly rewarding and just outstanding uh, our members really really came through we got a ton of new people join us too so all in all you know we got hurt uh this past year like most businesses most small businesses have yeah uh we're trying to rebound um you know we've got good leadership and the direction and um, you know we know what we need to do uh, and we just try to keep making good radio, you know, to keep people coming back. I mean, that's the most important thing, just trying to be creative, you know. Yeah. Well, you guys are definitely succeeding and, and, and uh, you know, uh, it's definitely uh, well-earned. Um, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a member, we love you. I mean, like, you know. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. I, you know, it's, 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 um, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, we can all, it's, it's flattering to us all, you know, that it's, uh, you know, but I mean, I, I, dude, I, I'm telling you, man, the, the comments this past year, people saying you kept me, you know, you kept me going, you kept me sane and, you know, stupid things like the worst song in the world or, you know, it's the eyes in the seventies. It was my laugh during the middle of the week and I was going through bad times and I knew I could turn on XPM and it was consistency. You know, it just, it reminded me of what it was before this and, Wow, you know, I mean, I I have no, I have nothing to say to that except, you know, thanks. Um, the fact that I was able to be a part of something like that's amazing. It really is. It's 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 really cool. You know. Yeah, it's great. You know, you 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 are my um, you are my not only my drive home. You used to be my 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 pod my number one podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. You talked to Deluca for this uh, podcast. I I sent him an email, but I didn't get. Him uh, I'm gonna bug him. I'll bug him. I'll get. I'll get him on the air. I maybe, would much maybe appreciate. Him and I can do one together. Never. I would very much appreciate that. We, we could do that. Yeah. The Dan and Dan and Nate music podcast. What do you think of that? that yeah, yeah, okay. to it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Now, I was. We were. We were looking back on some of the uh, some of the artists that uh, and some of the people we interviewed for that. Man, we had a great list of people. Dude, I, I talked to Steve Jones and Sex, Sex Pistols and the guy from. All kinds of people, man. We talked to some really cool people, great authors, and, uh, um, podcast guys. It was cool, man. It was a, it was a, it was a good thing. But the, the, the pod, those, those of you, those of you dozen or so who have heard the podcast, um, the one podcast that people talk about more than anything else was our Seeger versus Springsteen. I was going to uh, mention podcast. it. I was going to mention it. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. I yeah. did, you know, I do this little uh, one hit wonders where I put people up against each other. And I was actually going to mention that when I was going to surprise you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was a phenomenal, that was a phenomenal. And and you raised some very good points, even if I disagree with you. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I can't, I, I know I was, I was, uh, I know I was, uh, 
in in a in a, uh, in a bad situation trying to you know uh, compare Bob Seger to Bruce Springsteen in Philadelphia. You know, I knew sure. I was going to lose and get shouted down, which I did. But uh, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to. I told Dan, and he didn't believe me. I, you know, when I was in high school, um, I mean, Bob Seger was tons bigger where I where I'm from than Bruce Springsteen was. It wasn't until born in the USA that Springsteen got really, really huge in, in my part of the country in the Midwest, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I like, I mean, I heard Springsteen on the air, you know, I heard born to run. And I mean, uh, I, the first Springsteen album I bought, I think was darkness, which is still is my favorite darkness. It sounds still yeah, my favorite. Springsteen album. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I liked, I, I liked Bruce liked and liked Bruce Springsteen. Except for his new album, I don't think it's uh, very good. We, yeah, but, we, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of boring, man. Yeah, but uh, have you caught any of his podcast? Springsteen has a podcast. It's even better than that. Springsteen has a podcast with Barack Obama. It is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I heard about that though. That's it's right. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I was not. I was not prepared. I hit play, and I'm like, "What is? What are these two going to talk about?" And I was like, "Oh, well, what do they talk about?" Um, there's an entire episode about race and, um, Bruce talks about, um, tells some incredible stories about the challenges of touring, like even into the seven, you know, in the seventies and early eighties, uh, with, you know, Clarence in the band, um, and some of the issues that have come up and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Barack yeah. kind of tells, uh, some stories from his childhood and stuff. It was like, I was not prepared. I was like, really just expecting them to just kind of shoot the shit and it be kind of a thing, but. Right. I'm sure it's good. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's very good. I mean, uh, you know, fans of both, both, uh, gentlemen there. So yeah, uh, I have to give it a listen. Well, at this time, I would love to put you through the jauntlet. This is um, a group of questions that I ask every single one of my guests, uh, starting with the one-hit wonders. These uh, just are, are pairing people up against each other, kind of like the Seeger versus Springsteen. But uh, I will start with Hagar or Roth? Uh, or David Lee, Diamond Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's funny to me because uh, I, I think I've only had who would one... choose, Who chose Sammy Hagar over David Lee Roth? I'm That's trying to think of who said it, um, but like there was only DeLuca one. DeLuca probably will. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Uh, number two, uh, Biggie or Tupac? Uh, man, Tupac. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I just think that uh, I, I, lo I, I like Biggie, but, you know, for me, the, the, the Tupac flow was... Was uh, was much better, um, you know. And and there's three or four songs I think he did that uh, that I would put uh, to top uh, echelon of all hip hop. So I, I yeah. think you know, it's a goddamn shame both of them are gone. But uh, for me, it's Tupac over Biggie. Yeah, it really is. I would really like to see what a uh, mature Tupac look like because you know he had his moments where he would brush up against like these really brilliant kind of takes on things um and then oh yeah it's very highly intelligent um man um you know I, that whole thing is just such a shame you it know? really is it really is um number three nirvana or pearl jam oh nirvana no yeah. doubt yeah, I mean, I, when it comes to Pearl Jam, as far as I'm concerned, I like Even Flow. You know, yeah. When I first heard that, I kind of liked that. This sort of reminded me of like '70s classic rock a little bit, I think. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, I got to go with Nirvana, man. I, you know, I that was such a 
see change uh, for every everything. Um, huge, huge record. You know, yeah. never mind. Unbelievable. Uh, here's a funny oh. story. I don't know that I told anyone this one on the podcast yet, but um, the first person to turn me on to Nirvana was uh, my mother. Uh, she was like, is that right? yeah, she was like, you have to hear this song smells like teen spirit. I just heard it on the yeah. radio. It's, it's really incredible. And, I, yeah. and so like, I always, whenever Nirvana comes up, I'm always just like, yeah, good, good looking mom. <laughs> I went to, uh, right when that record came out, I went to, I was in a band and I went to band practice and, uh, my guitar player, country Mark, uh, was just like sitting, I walked in and he was usually, uh, you know, he's a big guitar head. So he'd be, like changing strings or doing what guitar people sure. do, you know, fucking around with their shit. <laughs> I'm a lead singer, man. I don't, I, I just like, give me, I got a mic, you know, you guys mess around talk about your a 42 B amps. I don't care. You know, as long as it's loud enough, just leave me alone with it. But he's usually, he was usually doing all that stuff. And, um, can you still hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, got, yeah. My phone's running out here. Um, he, uh, he was just sitting there sullen on the couch. I was like, what's wrong? He goes, I just heard smells like teen spirit by Nirvana. And I don't think I can play music anymore. Um, just, I, I can't, there's no way I could make up a song like that. It's just, I'm deflated. Wow. I'm elated. But he said he was elated, but deflated because he felt like he could never, uh, you know, I was like, well, I don't think many people could, you know, dude. So yeah. get up and play the song. I wrote, you know, it's not, it's not nearly as good. It's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, number four, the big one that uh, always comes up, Beatles or Stones? Stones. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I love both of them. You know, I love the Beatles, but no, I mean, you know, I, I think you put, you know, you put, you know, Let It Bleed and um, Sticky Fingers and Exile on Main Street. I mean, those, that run of, three albums right there i think that was the run there yeah even going you know, beggar's banquet was even great you know yeah those three or four albums there in the early uh, late 60s early 70s there was no rock and roll ever like that i mean what a run you know the stones you know they haven't made a good a really good record i'll give you tattoo you sort of reluctantly but i think their last great record was some girls which is one of my favorite stones albums it's been a long long time since they were great, but man, oh man, back in the day, they were. I guess you got to give Beatles credit for getting out while the getting was good. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always like to say that, like, uh, I, I, you know, obviously love the Beatles as much as I love the Stones, but like the Beatles to me were like uh, three and a half super talented guys, whereas the Stones are just a better band. Like they were a band and they kicked. Ass. Yeah, it's, it's just for me, it's more you know the attitude and everything else in the songs. It was just, it was just more me than than the Beatles were. Yeah, but you know, I mean obviously i they they were undeniable you know on so many levels but I, yeah. i'm more of a i'm more of a stones guy you know uh so on that tip uh the next one favorite beetle <sighs> wow you know i used to always say john but man i love george harrison too That's i'm my really in, i'm really into him lately man he he's so great god he made such good songs yeah um he, you know, McCartney had more hits, but man, I like, I like George's solo output better than all the rest of them. You know, 100%. I have to say that, um, he was in the background for so long, but 
I, you know, I love. I have, I'll, I'll go with George, but John's right up there, man. I mean, I like John. I'm a, I'm, I was I was always a John Lennon guy, but just like the yeah. past ten years, I've been coming around to George. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the final one-hit wonder, uh, Prince or MJ? Um, oh, Prince. You know, um, it's always been Prince for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I again, I, I you, you can't deny Michael Jackson's uh, ability, but. Prince was a badass man. I, I mean, he, you know, produced, wrote all those things for other people, was a fucking movie star. You know, yeah. I mean, I, just, yeah, Prince. Yeah, a minute. Prince. A minute. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then the the final, the, the way we wrap this up was with the top 10 countdown. Um, I use the word John um, inner, uh, to be anything you want it to be. So it doesn't have to be music. It can be a movie. It can be a feeling. It can be food. Anything you want it to be. It doesn't have to be music, though. I usually tend to uh, move towards music. Uh, question number one. What was your first John? What was the first thing you were upset? You remember being obsessed with? Yeah, probably the monkeys. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go I like with that. It. Book ending. Yeah. I like it. Number two, what's your current, John? What are you feeling right now? Um, let me think about that. That's a good question. Um, you know what, man? Uh, I would have to say uh, I've been listening to a fair amount of jazz. I'm not. Try- <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like oh, I've been listening to some jazz lately. <laughs> but I love Thelonious Monk. Uh, oh that, my I'm, god, that, that album Underground is. <sighs> I could listen to it every night. I really could. In fact, I might listen to it when I'm done. So like Team Monk is my current John. Yeah. So um, the production company that I started um, that it, it produces all of this, which is literally just me, is called Lonely Monk Productions. Taken ah, from the tab of the soaring question of Bill Clinton, uh, who's your favorite musician? He said Thelonious Monk. And she thought he said the loneliest monk. So Lonely Monk Productions. <laughs> So it's it's awesome uh, that you picked that. Uh, Number three, what was your first concert? Oh, the first concert that I really went to was um, opening act Robert Palmer, Mm. followed by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Yes. And the headliner was the Dreamweaver, Gary Wright. Gary Wright. I love it. Riverfront Coliseum, Cincinnati, I think 1975. That's awesome. That yeah. is an awesome first concert. I like it. That was my first one. It wasn't awesome, but it was okay. I, I'm glad I got to see Robert Palmer. You know, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, which um, uh, has taken on a whole new light uh, since I wrote this question. Uh, what was your last concert? Oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, somebody asked me that earlier, and I, I'm trying to think. Dude, I don't know. Uh, I... I, I, I I'm going to say, you're talking about a big concert or just a, a band I saw? Either one. Either one. It was probably some band at Dawson Street Pub, my favorite bar in Philly. Um, <laughs> Two episodes in a row we've you talked know, about you, the you Dawson. Know, I think it might, I might have been uh, Freddie, uh, Freddie Berman's uh, Hawaiian uh, band. Uh, God, if I forget the name of the band, he's going to kill me. Um, what are they called? The Hawaiian guys. Oh, God. Hang on. I got to go look at this record here. <laughs> Because Fred, or my friend Freddie, will, will be really pissed at me. Slowy in the boats. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Slowy in the boats at uh, Dawson Street Pub sometime in, you know. The before the times. 
Yeah. 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 The um, it's funny. Uh, I was just you know that's the second time uh, Dawson Street has come up uh, in two episodes. So uh, because uh, I I actually played uh, open mic with Ben and that was my my connection piece. So he's uh, been there before. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's. I I don't know if he's allowed back, but he has been before. Uh, Number five. What is your favorite concert you were ever at? Jesus, these are hard. My favorite concert I was ever at. Hmm. I saw, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I mean, my favorite concert in the past five, six years was Tom Petty at the Wells Fargo Center. I'm glad I got to see him before he oh, passed awesome. away. It was a fun, it was a fun show. I've always been a Petty fan and uh, he was fun that night and uh, it was great. Yeah, we enjoyed that. Me and Ann, my wife went, we, we really had a good time. We were both really glad we saw him that night. So Perfect. I'll go with Tom. Right I like yeah. it. I like it. Number six, who did you never see live that you wish you could have, uh, live or dead? Oh, wow. Well, you know, um, Coltrane in New York City or, um, you know, um, uh, uh, Little Richard, you know, would love to have seen him. I, I probably had the opportunity over the years, but I never did see him. Um, I'll, I'll go with those two. Okay, yeah. perfect. Just to see six. Coltrane in the bar in New York City, though, I think would be. Could my you ex. imagine? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. that would just. Uh, it, yeah. It, Coltrane time Miles. Yeah, That's that the time machine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven, name an unappreciated John. Something you wish had uh, more attention to it. Turntables. I completely. I, uh, agree. I we moved. We just moved into this house in March. Uh, last March, right in the middle of the fucking covid we were like covid homeowners here and uh i have i i'm in my basement now and so uh i hooked my turntable back up and uh everybody needs to get a record player and some records because uh there's it's not like listening to your uh your ipad or uh you know or even if you've got a great stereo i mean you gotta get a record player you gotta get some yeah. records and uh you gotta sit down and play records it's been a joy for me uh this past year so i've records. acquired I've acquired all my dad's uh, vinyl uh, when right on, I actually man. stole it from him before he passed. But uh, now that right he's passed, it's taken on a whole. I'm sure he's movie. glad you got him. Yeah, he is. He is very. Yeah. Even he, he was very. I kept telling him, "Come over, check him out. You can come visit." Yeah. And uh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, number eight favorite album. Uh, Tonight's Tonight by Neil Young. Awesome! I like it. I like it's my it. Favorite album of all time. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Name an artist whose output you will consume anything they release, even if you have to be an apologist for it. Wow, that's a good one too. Uh, uh, a current artist or uh, anyone? Could be any artist. Yeah, anybody you wanted to be. Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> Now, does that include um, Tall Bachman? Um, Bachman's- oh, I like Tall Bachman. What was the name yeah. of that song? That hit She's So had? High. She's So High. That was a good song. That was a goddamn good song. That was a goddamn good song. I agree yeah. with you on that one. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, the, the way this whole, yo, that's my John thing started was, um, just me being unapologetic about, um, pop music that I like. Yeah. Um, and that's what birthed the website, uh, before it became this whole thing but uh yeah i'd have to think about that. that's a really good question I, i'd have to think about that a little bit um you know i've always been an apologist for seeger uh he hasn't made you know he's made great records but sometimes he hasn't um and um you know uh sonic youth too um i i yeah. I, I you know i 
I can always find something um, on their records that I like, even though I think they've been up and down too. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, the tenth and final uh, of the top ten countdown. What is your favorite John of all time? Again, can be anything you want it to be. Uh, I have to say, you know, at the risk of sounding corny, I have to say my family and my friends are my not favorite. corny at all. That's not corny at all. That's beautiful. And, and, and this year has made it even more apparent that uh you know we're not complete without them and uh i miss seeing everybody um my family and my friends even here in philly i mean there's a lot of friends i haven't seen for a year man yeah i know it's been really it's been really challenging you know and been tough yeah um, it's getting better man you know people are getting vaccinated um you know it's it's getting better um so but my my family and friends is my you know you gotta i think you've always gotta look at that Perfect. Perfect. Well, sir, um, please let these um, cool, groovy kids who listen to this podcast, let let them know how they can find you on the social media. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at WXPN Dan Reed. Follow along. Excellent. And And of uh, course, you can find Dan uh, on uh, afternoons, four to seven. I'm on four to seven Monday through Friday. That's right. Do Funky Friday every Friday and uh, do the Americana Music Hour three o'clock on uh, Sundays at uh, XPN. Yeah, check out XPN, XPN.org or 88.5 FM, baby, right here in Philly. I love it. Dan, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. As I said, I am a was big I, fan. Was I better than Ben Arnold today? Tell me uh, the truth. Of, of course you were. Of thank course you. you were. You were brilliant. Ben, Ben, did you hear that? <laughs> I'll, get hey, I'll, I'll get i'll deliver deluca for you for this thing he'll love doing this that would be tremendous well yeah, thanks sir, man thank you, thanks for doing no, this I, I, hey i'm happy to do it thank you very much for asking me i had a really good time appreciate it how awesome was that my thanks again to dan reed for coming on the show and chatting with me you can catch dan on 88.5 wxpn monday through thursday in the afternoon from 4 to 7 p.m Every Friday from 4 to 7 for Funky Friday and on the Americana Music Hours Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at WXPN Dan Reed. If you have not already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast providers and share it with your peeps. Tell all your friends about it. And if you want to go above and beyond the call of duty, don't forget, you can still earn yourself that super awesome John Scout merit badge for citizenship of the world by rating and reviewing us. Five stars would be cool, but I'll take any stars you have to give. Don't forget to visit www.yothatsmyjohn.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yothatsmyjohn for updates and live streams. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Yo That's My John and find Yo That's My John on YouTube for all kinds of tasty video treats. Like and subscribe the heck out of that ish. We want to hear from you. Reach out, reach out, and touch some John. Thus brings us to the conclusion of yet another episode. Join us next week for another mini-sode of the podcast. But until then, thanks for listening and liking and doing all the awesome things that you do just by being you. It's very much appreciated. But until next time, everybody. Hey, yo, displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure. Yo, That's My John is a Lonely Monk production written and produced by yours truly, Nate Runkle. Theme song by Phil Tyler Music featuring Nate 3.0. Special thanks to Fox Run Brands, DX Ferris, Andrew Scott, Natalie Runkle, and the incredibly brilliant 
and wickedly stunning Katie Daubney. If you or anyone you know has any ideas they would like to share or any guests they would like to hear on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at yo that's my john at gmail.com. Or you can leave an audio message for us and possibly hear yourself on a future episode by visiting anchor.fm slash ytmj slash message. Until next time, be sure to displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure and shout to the world, yo, that's my John. Mm-hmm.